Hey, this is Mike from Hotheads. Do us a favor, we're trying to reach a larger audience. Leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this right now. Spotify, iTunes, leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. We'd appreciate that. Uh, we're also a member of the Welcome to the Show podcast network, and we'd like you to check out the website, wttspod.com. That's wttspod.com. There's a lot of good content there, including articles from our show. And you can also get a couple of other podcasts there that might be interesting to you. Thanks a lot for listening. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Podcast. That's more unpredictable than your exit last call. Get ready for all the takes that you didn't know you wanted or needed. Now here's your hosts, John, Mike, and Jimmy, the Fantasy Hotheads. And we're back. Black Monday has happened. It's New Year's Day. I'm choking back vomit. I'm hungover as fuck. Uh, the holidays kicked my ass. I'm happy Christmas is over. I'm even more happy Pat Shermer's ass is on the fucking unemployment line. Uh, yeah. Happy fucking New Year. All right, boys. Let's get into it. We took a little bit of a holiday break. A lot of stuff happened in the time that we, uh, we were off. We kept thinking we're going to lead the show with this. We're going to lead the show with that. We're going to lead the show with all these great happenings. But... Instead, I want to know what you guys did with our little hiatus, man. Like, I, I for a, a show of guys that prides ourselves on our fantasy football knowledge, I don't think any of us brought chips home this year, dude. I know I, I, I was zero for four in championship weekend this year. Oh, it, it was. I was. It was I, I was zero for three for not even making it to the chip this this year. So we're playing. Yeah, I made. Year, so. I made the playoffs in like two two leagues this year, and I didn't go. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't win any. So. Yeah. I think I want a toilet bowl. Yay! You're the shittiest team in your league. Yay. I'm the best yeah. of the shitty teams. The best of the shitty teams. The best so, of the shitty so, teams. So, see, this is one. This is one of my pet peeves. It's driving me crazy. Toilet bowl means you're the worst team because what they do in the toilet bowl is the lower scoring team moves on, and then that's how you figure out the worst team in your league. What you're talking about is a consolation bracket. Yeah, you I want, want the you want the losers bowl. Right. Yeah, the toilet so, bowl picks the shittiest team. The losers bowl picks the best of the worst. One of the things I like about the sleeper app is that they give you the option of doing a true toilet bowl. Like you're saying, they, they, they advance the, the losing teams every week until yeah. there's one penultimate shitty team, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible for that person. But it's terrible. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. But, you know, and it was almost worst case scenario for me. It was almost me versus my brother in two finals. It ended up only being one because – uh. You know, I ended up losing by .6 in the semifinals on the meaningless touchdown that the Colts scored on Monday night against the Saints that week. I lost my shutout, lost five points for my defense. I lost by 1.6 points. So, uh, yeah, and then I would have got my ass kicked by my brother in two finals, which would have been awful. I I seriously probably would have just went and jumped in front of a bus. (laughs) Dalvin Cook getting hurt killed me. Dude, my team's just – they just didn't perform when they needed to. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I can't even say that because, you know, 160 points in both legs that I lost. Oh. Yeah, the, I mean, the season itself was rough in terms of injuries, and then a lot of injuries piled up right around playoff time the week before and then, and then going into the playoffs. So it was tough for going if you made it regardless. It was just – it was – I don't know. It's something you got to plan for somehow next year. You got to have that depth in the right spots. Yeah. You know, you know what was nice about week 17 for me? I detoxed from fantasy football for a week. I, I caught up on some of my DVR shows because during, during the NFL season, I don't watch anything other than like NFL Network, 
and highlights on my iPad while I'm watching NFL Network. I don't catch any of my shows, nothing. So like I started a bunch of new Netflix show. I watched that uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. You want to you be seriously disturbed, watch that. It's a quick three-episode watch on Netflix, hour episodes each. It is seriously disturbing how crazy this fucking dude was. Um, I watched. I started watching The Witcher. That was a great show. Um, I'm not what is that even great. about, The Witcher? The Witcher. It's, it's like one of those fantasy sci-fi things. The guy is sort of like a half-breed witch, the monster hunter. Uh, you know, there's – you know, it's just, it's just kind of like if – you're, if you're missing Game of Thrones, it kind of helps fill that Game of Thrones void. Not really the same type of show, but it, it helps fill that. I mean – uh, what else did I watch? I, I, I was like, I'm like up to like three in the morning, just binging shows by myself. My wife comes out, and says, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't need to sleep. I just want to watch TV." <laughs> yeah, I basically been off for two weeks doing the same thing. I get to bed sometimes two, three o'clock in the morning, and then I wake up at like ten. It's been trying to go yeah. back to work on Monday is going to be real rough. Yeah, waking up at ten, Jesus. Must yeah. be nice to have kids well, that are old enough to take care of themselves. And oh yeah, it's great. right. I can hear them walking down the stairs. Oh, during the breakfast for themselves, it's nice. Well, at uh, <laughs> you guys, at, at John's, uh, you know, at John's uh, recommendation, uh, my wife and I started watching Peaky Blinders. She actually got pissed at me when I told her we were podcasting tonight. <laughs> uh, we, we could only, uh, we could only watch we could only watch Shelby one Unlimited. Oh, those are my boys. Yeah, so we're we're deep in season two right now. Peaky fucking blinders. <laughs> yeah, deep into season two. There's there's blood. There's guts. There's sex. It's a it's a fun watch. Good good recommendation. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, man, that 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 show's amazing. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Watching that a bit. I've been watched uh, four seasons of The Expanse. You guys watched that one at all? No. Um, in fact, one of the guys has guests on our show before, Ryan Donnelly, RD. He's been on me to watch that. He's like, yeah, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. You gotta. So it's that's that's in my queue. Is but, that like a Star Trek type of deal? It's it's like um, it's like well, a horror. It's it's like, like, we're, we're, yeah, we started trying to, you know, we have people living on Mars and they consider themselves a nation than, than the actually Earth, which is like all managed by the U.N. And then there's everybody else like in space. Um, and then there is some like horror elements, other other alien beings and life forms. It's kind of crazy. Though. Yeah. Um, okay. It's a lot of like war kind of stuff, like what war would be like in the, in space. Uh, yeah. Okay. Still, hey, cool. The, the big thing, the third season started, like was, was downloaded that day. I'm like, Oh, well, then I guess I guess it started. Yeah. I was, I was oh, kind of hoping that the uh, new was at the um, last kingdom. I was hoping that would come back <sighs> yeah, out, but it hasn't. But we didn't we didn't touch on the big thing that happened since we went on our little hiatus. The rise of Skywalker. Oh. It uh when when did you guys see the movie? Have I you saw it today? I haven't. I, I see it Saturday. <laughs> you you're gonna go see it Saturday? Is that what you just said? Yeah, I see it Saturday. Gavin and I go Saturday. Uh, I've already seen it twice. No shit. You went again. No, I didn't go again. I so I watched uh, the pirated version on T T V from my fire stick. Um, it is a cam version, but since I saw it in the theater, I didn't feel bad about it. Okay. Fuck okay. thief. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. So between between my TV, my, my show binging, and, uh, you know, I watched Point Break probably like three or four times, and my other, one of my other, not guilty pleasure, I'm not going to say it's guilty pleasure, one of my other, like, favorite movies, Tombstone, I 
basically one day I just put Point Break on, then I put Tombstone on, then I put Point Break back on, and then I put Tombstone back on for like, I think I did like three revolutions of it. <laughs> Tombstone, Tombstone has one of my favorite movie quotes in it of all time. I yeah, I mean, there's so many to choose from, but I know which one it is, so I, I'm gonna let it's, you do it. <laughs> it's it's Kurt Russell. Uh, as when he fucking as Wyatt Earp, when he butt ends Billy Bob Thornton, yeah, he he bit he bitch slapped him. It was beautiful, yeah. but he he looks him dead in the face and he says, "Are you going to do something or just stand there and bleed?" <laughs> <laughs> and it is uh, pretty much one of the most badass lines I've ever heard in my entire life. That that and the the line from Watchmen when uh, Rorschach throws the hot fryer all over you're in here with me yeah i mean <laughs> I, I i was basically like okay all right yep yeah oh, dude, you guys are but all... like tombstone like you have the, the you're just gonna stand there and bleed you have i'm your huckleberry you tell I'm him i'm coming and hell's val coming kilmer. with me val oh, kilmer steals you're the no fucking you're show. no daisy yeah. jesus christ man like there's just so many one-liners in that movie it's like oh you know, it's it's funny when you everybody will everyone will always compare because they came out relatively at the same time, which is what Hollywood likes to do. Wyatt Earp, Wyatt Earp, and, uh, and Tombstone, right? So like Dennis Quaid did. Uh, here's the problem with Dennis Quaid. It wasn't Dennis Doc Quaid. Holiday. Oh, De- yeah, Doc Holiday. No, here's the problem with Dennis Quaid's Doc Holiday. He sounded literally like he was going to cough up one of his organs into his hand, and and it was believable. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe that means he's a good actor. I don't know. But it, it, I literally fear for Dennis Quaid's life. I wonder if he actually had cancer and they cured it after the movie was over. Um, Val Kilmer was just hilarious in his role as Doc Holliday. Um, it was very well done. Yeah, dude, that was, I mean, that and Iceman are up there for my two favorite Val Kilmer roles. Or, or what, uh, what was his character? Dude, Real Heat. Genius? Heat. I mean, yes, Real Genius was good too, but he, I mean, you know what? I just, he, I don't know He why. was a good movie, but like, that's not one of my favorite Val Kilmer. Like, I don't think Val Kilmer no. when I think I, I just like, I love the movie Heat, so. Yeah. I, I love that. That, that shootout scene. When everybody that, that talks ice. about, when everybody talks about uh, The Irishman and they talk about Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, I'm like, all you people can go suck a dick because he was that, that yeah. movie for me. Yeah. That was, that was the first time they were on camera. That scene in the diner was the first time that De Niro Dude. and Pacino were on camera. He pulls him over. He's like. Coffee. Mind if I buy you a cup of coffee? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like he's sitting there holding a the gun. Yep, yeah, okay. Oh my goodness. How do we get caught with a whole the off season? Yeah, if you ever wonder what a bunch of has been fucking fantasy football podcasters do when there's no football to talk about, this is it. And this if you're it. interested in it, we're gonna be doing a show. Pretty often, not I'm gonna say every week unless you know we want to do it every week. But uh, we're gonna have a new show that we're gonna debut this off season called the off season. So we will be putting it out. Um, I, I assume we're gonna be on the WTTS Pod website with it. Um, you know, we haven't really hashed out details. We just like to fly by the seat of our pants in case you haven't been able to tell in the last two seasons. Just of kind this of our train thing, wreck we call the hothead. That's <laughs> it. We're pissing on the electric fence. <laughs> All right. So is it electrified? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's get back into like our pretty much our season-ending show for the most part. Uh, Black Monday has come and gone. Uh, there was really only one firing on Black Monday. Freddie Kitchens got released the night before Black Monday. Uh, John Dorsey was fired on Black Monday, but he's not really a coach. Uh, good old Patty boy in New York hit the bricks. He was the, the, the main casualty. I think they fired him at like 6 a.m. Monday morning. They could not wait to get that done, dude. No, no. I mean – Unfortunately, they didn't fire that other – 
asshole that they have running the running the operation. Over yeah, there. that was actually the biggest surprise I think of the day was the fact that Gettleman uh, didn't get fired with him, and uh, Mara came on. Did the I mean I I happened to you know be home most of that day, uh, being able to watch a lot of what was going on, and Mara basically said that he felt Gettleman deserved. Uh, another ch- another chance. I don't know if it's another chance is the right word, but basically he said he spent the first half of his time with New York fighting for his life, literally because he was uh, battling cancer at the time, and he felt that he had you know nailed a couple of his draft picks, but he expected him to improve his batting average when it came to free agent signings. So I feel like there was candid words in there. There was a couple of aimed, you know. Uh, you know, not so thinly veiled comments from the owner of the New York Giants, but he, yeah, it seems like, like he's on a short leash. I mean, you know, they can't be happy. Sort of fired, but you know, yeah. But this, this is my thing. Like, there's reports that players don't want to come come here in free agency because they don't want to play for him. Coaches are going to turn down interviews because they don't want to work with him. Like that in itself, he should be gone. Like, if I like, if I was feel the, like, those are just blown up reports, though. Like the media doesn't like dealing with him because he's smug. There's some truth in it, man. There's got to be some truth in it. I mean, I guess. And how about the reports coming out that he was like having members of the media do his bidding for him? Like he was calling in favors to have people in the media write stories about how he's doing a good job. Kim Kim Jones from NFL Network blew that the fuck up. Literally, literally called him out. Like said, yeah, members of the media doing his bidding. I wasn't one of them. I was like, whoa, okay, good for you. Okay then, yeah, I mean, that's bad, dude. Whatever, dude. I, you know what? We'll we'll see how it all goes down. I have a feeling. Holy shit! <laughs> there, I'm watching the Georgia Baylor game, and the Baylor mascots is big fucking Longhorn bull, and the Georgia Bulldog was walking by, and the thing charged the Bulldog. Holy oh. shit! <laughs> oh boy! All right. <laughs> That that's the... fun. <laughs> Did he spear him? No, no, they threw one of the cow- one of the handlers like grabbed onto his freaking horn and like, yanked him. Jesus, Peter's gonna love that one. Oh, it's <laughs> no, a real bull. Wait a second, it's a real bull. Like real yeah, bulls. like a real fucking bull. Oh, like, I thought you were talking about like a dude. No, in a, like a, in a bull costume, two thousand pound animal. Oh, so somebody just saved his life then? No, and it's a real dog, like real dog, <laughs> real bull, like real fucking animals, dude. What is it with the college football using actual, like, real... Yeah, man, this is just like an episode of Animal Planet right here. <laughs> what is the college that has the, the wagon with the horses? The Sooners, out? Oklahoma. The Sooners. Dude, are they nuts? Are they fucking crazy? All right, so do you ever wonder why they're called the Sooners? You know, do you know the story behind that? Is it because they need to get to the land before everybody else? Well, is that no, what it is? In, back in, like, the uh, Manifest Destiny, when we were expanding west... Uh, they had a land a land rush in Oklahoma. Basically, everybody had all their wagons. They lined up on this start line one day. And oh, like in they, Far Away Home with Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah. And they fire a fucking gun, and you took off and grabbed your plot. Well, some of the people took off before the gun. They left sooner than other people, and they got their homestead. So that's why they're called the Oklahoma Sooners. Oh, see, history and football. That's what hotheads do. That and I drink a bottle of rum like a fucking pirate. Fuck oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy go. New Year. Why is there never Happy any New rum? <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, so back on track, which I, I've, if you're still listening, I'm sorry. This show is going to be very manic. Like I said in the opening, I am <laughs> fighting back a, uh, a monster hangover. That's a vinegar. Yeah. Uh, it is New Year's Day. Um, I don't know how I'm still like functioning at 10 o'clock on New Year's Day, but. <laughs> 
So, all right. So, Shermer's gone. Gettleman keeps his job. Rivera gone, already hired, already putting pieces in place in Washington. And he Um, replaces the other coach that was fired, the first coach that was fired this season, Jay Gruden Gruden in Washington. So, so Gruden's gone in Washington. Rivera goes from Carolina to Washington, brings in Jack Del Rio to be his D.C. Um, The big one for me was John Dorsey getting fired. Yeah. Because that was, you know – this was the guy that everybody was lauding as executive of the year. Don't even – you don't even have to have the vote. He's the executive of the year. Brings in Odell, does it. And you lose to the Bengals in the last week of the season. Your team is just dysfunction on top of dysfunction. You made a horrible move in taking the interim tag off of Freddie Kitchens instead of going out and interviewing and making him at least interview for the job and seeing if there's something better out there. You didn't. You got sad. That is, that is the move that got him fired, in my I, opinion. I think you're I, right. Everybody's gonna, everyone's going to say, oh, you traded for Odell and you drafted Baker and those things didn't work out. Pump the fucking brakes. Maybe both of those things work out if you're talking about a coach that could actually deal with that situation. Instead, they kept Freddie Kitchens, who has no experience being a head coach. The players liked him. Apparently, Baker liked him. And that's why they decided to keep him. And well, how yeah, did that he, work out? The players liked him because he let them get away with murder. Like, there was exactly. Never, like right. the reports coming out, like you had reporters coming out, like yeah, we during the open part of practice, you know, guys were getting penalties and doing things, and there was just never any repercussions for it. Like you got guys getting into fights, they weren't sent on runs. They had guys like jumping off sides, they weren't given push. They weren't. There was no penalties. There was no uh, like punishment for any penalties. There was no punishment for any mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was just. It just seemed like it was a very it was a very player friendly atmosphere, but you know, I mean, football is very discipline based. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's a it's that, a discipline based sport. Need, right, that quarterback needs someone who can you know bring him up, get you know around his kind of youthful transgressions, and and teach him a stand up leader to that football team. That was never going to be Kitchens, and then you throw that fire, a whole lot of just just attitude, right? Beckman wants the ball and, and, you know, Landry's there and, and big names, you bring in Kareem Hunt. So I, I don't see any fault in bringing in big names and talented players. That's right. But then you gotta, you gotta bring in the right coaches, the right management to keep that. That didn't happen this year. And no. I think if you have a different coach, you have a different record. That team, that team with a guy like Tom Coughlin at the home, probably, goes 10 and 6, 9 and 7, makes the playoffs. I, I mean, we're also we're we're discounting their defense which the, they do not have a bad defense. They've got two excellent corners. They've got guys up on the line and they have good linebackers. You know, so uh, there's no reason to think that that team couldn't have done something with the talent that was on the field. They should have. But like you said they did the leadership on the field and off the field were lacking. They didn't have a guy on the sidelines that didn't look like anybody believed in the coach. Yeah, they liked him because they got away with murder with him. They didn't – I got to be honest. Like, I didn't see the leadership from Baker this year. I didn't see that jump in his game. I didn't he was, see – He was also too busy running for his life because his offensive line was, was garbage. But um, that could – you could blame yeah. that on, uh, on Dorsey, seeing as how he traded away two of the pieces yeah. from that line preseason and never really replaced them with anyone. So – but also, I mean, with with the weapons that they have, they shouldn't be dealing with a lot of guys coming on, on extra man blitzes. It should be basically line versus line because you can't single cover Odell. But they teams were basically just not even worrying about Odell this year because they knew Baker wasn't going to find him. Yeah, you know, it was 
there, there was just not the, the jump that was expected for Baker this year. Um, the Odell move, I think we can say the Giants won that trade. I think so. I mean, so far, anyway. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's probably not going to change. I mean, you know, Peppers in the long run will, you know, he'll still be starting for, for New York, I think, in years to come. Uh, O'Shane Zimenez towards the end of the year was working out. And what was the other part of that year, Dexter Lawrence or uh, DeAndre Baker? Yeah, Dexter Lawrence was the pick that they got. Right, and Dexter Lawrence, even though I mean, granted, they're you know they're rookies. I mean, they're they're going to take time, uh, young team, but yeah, they got a lot. They got a lot out of that trade, and I think and, and it does. It, are we sure Odell is going to be in Cleveland next year? You know, let's. This is actually the perfect way to talk about this. So, I saw now that the top twenty of the draft has been decided. You know, all of the clickbait bullshit sites have started releasing their their way too early mock drafts, right? Yeah, and when Le- when there's there are put people in these drafts that haven't even declared yet. I mean, right? I Le- see Tua going like number two, number number two. Like, why would he be going number two? Why is Washington taking Tua? That's dude. Stupid. The worst, the worst one so far. Like the actual real worst one I've seen so far was on Bleacher Report had the Giants taking Jerry Judy at five. I would I wouldn't be upset with that pick. I don't know if that's the pick they should make, but. I, Jerry Giudi, he is just explosive, man. If you watch any of the bowl game today, Michigan Bama game, this kid is as close to un- unguardable as you can get. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's fantastic. I just don't, I don't know, man. As far as the Giants are concerned, I've been watching the team, you know, all year, even through all the season, dude. It's it's, it's not lack of weapons that's that's holding the team back. It's it's, it's, it's Isaiah Simmons or Thomas, the the guard from Georgia or the tackle right. from Georgia, and right. that's that's assuming that. You know, Chase Young's off the board, which, you know, that's got to happen, it, right? You feel like it's, all but, it's all but decided. I think, the, yeah. I think the top two picks of next year's draft are all but decided. Joe Burrow, Chase Young, pretty much write it down in pen. Yeah, so the only thing I, I saw, like, some stuff out there, I, I just these, – these mock drafts, like Tua going to Detroit, like – no, it's not happening. No, like, no, Detroit's not going to take a quarterback. Detroit might trade down to a team that wants, wants to get a quarterback, a quarterback yes. and get ahead of Miami. I yeah. can see that. And I can see, you know, if, if the Giants were smart, that's what they would do with their pick, but I don't see that happening. I didn't mean to pull us off of what we were just talking about, but, I, I mean, <laughs> this, is the, this is the kind of stuff, you know, that, that you have to look, look at. You know what I mean? Like Odell in Cleveland, you know, it's – could it work? with a different coach, maybe, you know, and that's, that's what they have to try and decide. And now somebody else is going to have to make those decisions. Now that Dorsey's gone. Well, uh, what's going Dorsey's on in gone. Dallas? So, any big shockers? Yeah. That, yeah that, that how is uh, Dallas still have? Yeah. Garrett. I, I, Jason Garrett is still the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. until they've been, 14th, they've, been, but they've been firing this guy for three days. It's, it's like, <laughs> Oh, they're family and he's a family member and they, it's really hard to do and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's not. This is Jerry. He's not, trying to hold on to the spotlight as much as he possibly can. They're going to fire him. They're just not going to do it yet. They might even be waiting for, for the Giants to fill their spot so that Jason Garrett can't go there. That yeah, be... but here's the, th- here's the thing that's coming out of well, Dallas, though. Like, the, the, it's pretty much that he's going to go, right? And they're really into Matt Rule. Matt Rule might be the Giants coach by the time they get rid of Jason Garrett. <laughs> unreal. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're maybe... – like what you would do our normal businesses is like, do you have a successor in place? And, and 
kind of just holding on and dragging Jason Garrett along. Anyway, that sounds worse. Yeah, just I mean, rip the bandaid off, man. If you're going, w- w- you know, would you guys be you know, surprised if it turns out that these meetings that they're having are they're talking contract extension? <laughs> no, I wouldn't be. I'm telling you right now, I absolutely would not be. They, surprised. they meet again tomorrow. Yeah. I would not be surprised yeah. if they were taught like maybe he, yeah. I, I mean, you have to assume that's exactly what they're talking about. If we decided to keep you, what's the plan? How do we fix this? And he's sitting there giving them some bullshit and they're, they're all buying it. I mean, that's the only way, right? Am I wrong? Like, why, why else would you hold on to him? I guess. Listen, Jerry, Jerry, the first thing you need to do is turn my headset back on, please. It'll be a lot easier to coach from the sideline if I could actually hear what's going on upstairs. That, that is... <laughs> That is so so possibly true. It scares me. <laughs> um, I think at one point in time last week's game, he he didn't even have his headset like covering his ears, like and, no. and the mouthpiece is thrown up. Like like I don't know what he's doing. I dude, I just the amount of talent on both sides of the ball for that team, for them to be in a winner go home game in week seventeen, in a year where the Giants or week sixteen and Redskins. And- are are basically in any other medium a lottery pick, right? Yeah. Not that there is a lottery. I'm just saying that's a good way of saying top five pick bad. And then you're talking about Philadelphia, who's had so many goddamn injuries that they couldn't they they just they couldn't keep up. Dallas should have Dude, walked. Philadelphia all day was rolling out division. junior college wide receivers last week, and they still won the fucking game. I mean, that's a different story. Boston well, Scott's smaller than my goddamn nephew. I'm talking. What I'm trying to say is that Dallas should be ashamed of themselves. Is, yeah. is really the case. The, that team, those coaches, that franchise, that fan base—they should all be like, "What the fuck just happened?" I think. I think Jason Garrett. You should is a way to send that message. Yeah, Real. but I think everybody Listen, understands that except for the 12, Jones family. Right. Since week twelve, they lost one, two, three, four games. They literally needed to win one of them. At the Pats versus the Bills, at Bears, and the, the and at Eagles, you literally just needed to win one game, and they were all super winnable games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then of course they throw up fifty in a game that they they after they lost the the the, the ability to control their own destiny, you know, and they finally throw up fifty points on a team they should throw up fifty points on. It, it didn't matter because at that point they they had already blown their team, they had already blown their season. Right. Did anybody really think that the Giants were going to beat the Eagles last weekend? No, I did not. I did through the first quarter. No, I even dude after the third quarter, I, I was like, okay, any minute now. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Any surprises we haven't seen this? Like, like none of these names were surprised. Doug Marone. <laughs> still yeah, I'm surprised Doug Marone right? still has a job. To be honest yep. with you. Yeah. Um. You know, they're really, I mean, as far as, like, the guys you figure were on the hot seat, I, I kind of expected maybe to hear something about Arians, the way that team, but I no, feel like that, a lot that's of that. A long, that's a long-term. No, you want to hear what's surprising? That meme that I sent, that it, the meme I sent you guys, his quote about, about Jameis Winston was. If we can win with this quarterback, yeah, we can win with Of course we can win with another one. I mean, Jesus Christ! Is, is that a is, yeah. what? What is that? Say? Well, well, <laughs> well James Winston just keeps on like that, feeding that the fire. Did, did you hear? Did, like he was doing those extra interviews the other day, and he's like, "Oh well, yeah. If I could, I'm the best quarterback in the league. If you take away my turnovers, yeah, I'm the richest man in the world. If you fucking give me like ten billion dollars, like 
what the fuck does that even mean? You know, it's it's like it's uh, not the way it works, James. Like, he's he is the definition of a gunslinger, but like he's, I don't know, he's got the biggest balls of anyone I've ever seen because he yo, just dude, throws the ball. He's, he's wherever the, he, the hell he was in the thirty thirty club this year. In baseball, that was thirty steals, thirty home runs. In football, for James Winston, it's thirty picks, thirty tees. Tees, 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 tees. Dude, it's it's mind boggling because and from a fantasy prospect james winston finished in the top five of most fantasy quarterback scoring dude he threw for 30 touchdowns and over right. five thousand yards of course he did but right. again he threw 30 fucking interceptions he had three four interception games this year which actually reminds me if there's if there's a way to add points for a pick six i feel like they should be i they did should be there. we have that in our league so if it's pick six to get more, Neg- more points taken off negative two so what do you get for a regular one? Just negative one? Negative one, and then minus two, and then it's Oof, two. We should increase it. <laughs> but fuck it. <laughs> two and four. And so. you know what the crazy part is? Like, a lot of these picks, if you watch his games, they were, in, like, on the last drive, of the, last drive of the game with a chance to win, and he's throwing these bad interceptions. <laughs> he, dude, you just watch. He's, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Like, if if you can watch, like, his his view when they actually have that camera above his head, and they show where he throws the ball, even on balls that get caught. He takes chances with that ball that, like, I, I, I don't see the window that he's trying to throw it to. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I, and I'm not – I've never played football in my life, I, I, and I barely play Madden. <laughs> like, so I, I'm the worst person to say this. But, like, I, I can tell when a, a, the wrong color jersey is in front of the ball as it's being thrown in the air. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me the way he throws that ball. I don't know. I think and sometimes he's throwing the ball to a spot, and and, and the guy in that spot is a, is a linebacker. He just, he, it's he's weird. The, he's yeah. I mean, he was certainly their worst Achilles heel because he could drive the ball, and that's why Godwin and Evans have such numbers. You know, he could just drive the ball downfield, and it seemed like every time they're moving the ball, they get that, four or five. That, that and the, the lack and of any. That and the lack of any form of a running game, too. I mean, Ronald I Jones believe... came on towards the end of the year, but, I mean. Not even that much. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that, Tam, that James Winston is at the end of his contract this year. So, it's possible for them to move on without even cutting him or trading him or anything. They can just literally say, okay, good luck. Well, he's, and... got, he's, he's got this coming year. Does it, It's one more year after yeah. this year? Okay, I wasn't, even, I wasn't sure. Because... Uh, uh... I wouldn't be surprised if you see Tampa take one of these uh, quarterbacks that are going to be in this draft this year. And I can see Tampa taking the guy like Jordan Love or Jake Fromm if he declares. Mm-hmm. And, like, look, Jameis, the guy's here. You know. I mean, there are still some quarterback-needy teams out there. That is for sure. But, right. But you also said it, though. He, he, they really need running back. You know, and can it be different if they – probably not. But could it be different if they have a real running attack? And not put pressure on Jameis Winston, and you still have two of the best wide receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be. I mean, Tampa, it, it, it wouldn't hurt them, right? It, it, it would. You Tampa's know. Tampa's one of those teams that just need a lot of pieces. They're not. They're not just one piece away. It's not one quarterback, one running back. Like it's a quarterback, a running back. Probably half their defense needs to be worked on. Their their you know cornerbacks their defense, are garbage. Their defense is pretty decent. They got the best run defense in the league this year. Yeah, well, that's uh, what's his name, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett was, I think, did he lead the league in sacks? I believe he came close if not, to. If not, uh, he was top two. To, he came close to Strahan's record. I know that. He came very close to Strahan's record. He needed record. four going, three or four going until week seventeen. He didn't get it, thank God. But 
Um, but yeah, man, I, it's it, uh, yes, they were a very good rushing defense. If they could work on the back end, if they could work on their cornerbacks a little bit, um, that might go. And and honestly, I have faith in in Bruce Arians to to write that ship. I I don't think that was a one year turnaround. I think that Bruce Arians is going to have a difficult time getting Jameis Winston to do the things he needs to do. I don't think that Arians has any plans on trying to fix quote unquote Jameis Winston. I, I do not. I think that he is planning on moving on from that situation as soon as he possibly can. Yeah. I mean, I, even I, if that, even if that means he ends up signing a free agent, like, cause there will be free agent uh, quarterbacks available. And I'm not talking about Eli Manning. There will be other guys out there. Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I, I mean, think a hundred percent. Like if you can get Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater, wouldn't yeah. you want to, yeah. I would want to. Teddy Bridgewater did nothing. If not get himself paid in those past yeah. five game stretch. And he didn't have that great of a stretch. I mean, it was, he wasn't lighting it up. But he, you know what he did? He managed the game. He protected the ball. And did, what did they win? Five games with him? Four out of five games? Yeah, something like that. And know what he didn't do? He didn't throw a lot of picks. Didn't, didn't, turn, the d- didn't turn the ball over once. You, you don't think the Bruzarians would be chomping at the bit to get Teddy Bridgewater on his squad right now? Yeah. I mean, look what he did with, when he resurrected Carson Palmer's career. I mean. You're going to have somebody like Marcus Mariota be out there. Exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he was targeting Marcus Mariota. Well, Marcus Mariota, like, what are they? What's Tennessee going to cut him? Are they going to sign Tannehill? They're going to draft they, the quarterback. They, they're definitely. I think they're going to sign Tannehill to an extension. I think that they like him a lot, and there's no, especially if he wins them a, uh, if he beats New England. Dude, I have a theory on this, and we'll talk about that yeah. in the, the next segment. Okay, but I, that might be a good segue. That segment. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, well, okay, fine. But I mean, I'm telling you, man. I think that they. I think they're going to sign Tannehill to an extension. I think that he's their quarterback of the, you know, uh, foreseeable future, right? A few years anyway. Yeah, because they're I not think, going to be high think, enough to get. They're not going to be high enough to get one of these guys this year. But yeah, Mar- Mariota's either going to get traded or be a cap casualty and just get cut. The thing is, if this is a one and a one year wonder for Tennessee and Tann- Tannehill sucks again next year, what's that put them in line for? Trevor Lawrence. Oh man. Yeah, that's a good point. So, that's a very good I mean, point. Not that I don't think Tennessee will be bad enough to be in the running for that number one pick, but if you can get close enough to that top of that board where the I jump mean, from where you are to the number one pick, it, it, he's definitely the front runner for for next off season's number one pick. I would assume. Yeah. Right. Oh, he's he, he'd be the number one pick if he came out this year. He would have been the number one pick if he came out last year. Yeah, he's just not eligible to, right? No. <laughs> so, pretty crazy. And the, the way he took over that game this week, or what was it? Yeah, wow, last week? When the fuck yeah, was that? Yeah, yeah, it was last week. Dude, like the holidays in the middle of the week have me all screwed up. I have no idea what day it is. I'm not, I, I'm, I can tell you right now what Joe Burrow did in that bowl game. I didn't watch the bowl game. I watched the highlights of it after it was all over with. I, I, watched, to see, I watched that first half. To like, see what he did in in one half of football. Did you see he threw more touchdowns in that first half than Matt Ryan threw at the, at that stadium all year? Oh my god, man, that is uh, impressive. He was impressive. responsible for eight total touchdowns in the first half of football. Yeah, that's incredible. I think they were saying it'd be like if you extrapolated to fantasy points, it was like a seventy-five point week or more, probably more. Jesus, yeah, yeah. probably more. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh Jesus Christ! I don't. You know what? No, don't, don't, don't bring it up. Because then he's going to yell at me, and I don't want to hear it. 
75 point week from a quarterback. Oh man, that killed us. <laughs> Why would I yell at you? That was a that was a group decision. We, that we, was it was a group decision. It, I figured it, you would yell at me. It was a group decision, and like we both like we both said this is going to come back to fucking bite us in the ass. We both said it. Yeah. yeah. Trust me, it wasn't an easy decision. All right. Yeah. We 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 started uh, Josh Allen over Aaron Rodgers. The Aaron one Rogers. week that Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers this year. The one the one week that the Oakland Raiders decided to be a fucking sieve. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck Oakland. Fuck yeah. John Gruden. Fuck everybody. Fuck uh, <laughs> is Oakland, right, is, is Oakland going to be looking for a quarterback? Um, I think so. Well, I think they be, like after it, yeah. after uh, <laughs> I saw I saw a meme on uh, on Twitter that Derek Carr broke a record. He is the most losing quarterback after being a starter for six seasons, and the record that he broke was his brother's. Brother. Yes. <laughs> oh. Something 66 losses he has in six years. Yeah. Some ridiculous number. And they were they were in the playoff front until that last week. And almost everything that and everything was happening for them. And then they just got shit canned. Yeah. 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 Well, at least they have a cool looking stadium in Vegas that's going to open up. That thing year. looks that thing yeah. looks badass. The black hole, baby. Oh my God. It's so cool. Yeah, they stamped that going for him. I'm place. so jealous. <laughs> I go. I went to when we Jimmy when we were at MetLife on Sunday. I'm just standing there looking at him like, "Fuck this place." Yeah, dude, it's it's a fucking tombstone. It's that's what MetLife reminded me. It's just a giant fucking tombstone. Ever since it, they got that place, it's been all downhill. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know when it started going downhill when they started with that stupid drum line. I, dude, you're not wrong. Ever since the G line showed up, it's been terrible. Yeah. I want to bomb those guys. Jesus Christ, Mike. You can't what? say shit like that. Why not? <laughs> oh, TSA is listening. Uh, I do not make bombs, and I do not promote violence. And that would be all of our show for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Right, line, so I wish you health and a happy new year. Let's talk. What the? Fuck. What the? Don't arrest me. All right, so which game do we want to tackle first here? Because I have some pretty opinionated opinions. I want to about... start in the AFC. I, I want to start with uh, we'll I want to start. start with Titans Titans in New England. So last time the New England Patriots played on Wild Card Weekend they lost. And they lost because the team they played ran the ball down their throat to a tune of fifty two rushes. What do you think Tennessee is gonna to do to New England? His name is Derek. Oh they're Henry. gonna run Derek. They're gonna run the man. battering ram. I, I oh by the way I figured out Tennessee's like draft strategy. Mm-hmm. They look at the players available there. Who's the biggest player at this position? <laughs> Draft him. Like, AJ Brown is a monster. Dude, Derrick Henry. You cannot tackle AJ Brown. He is gigantic. He looks like a tight end. He really does. You can't tackle AJ Brown. I love it. Rodney Harrison goes. Deciding if you're a defensive back, deciding to tackle him is a business decision. Yeah, <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time. So oh, I, yeah, I get yeah, I get an up close and personal view of his fucking Nikes as he ran by me. <laughs> God, kick out his kick out his ankles and just and, and take the fifteen yard penalty. Like <laughs> this is the way I'm putting my body in front of him. Yeah. So that game is at eight fifteen on Saturday in New England. It's going to be cold. The weather's probably not going to be great. And the Tennessee defense is pretty good. Yeah. And New England offense is pretty bad. I think, dude, I think they just get a steady dose of Derrick Henry all day. It's going to be a throwback to the Alabama championship game with Derrick Henry when he ran the ball 
He ran the ball 37 times. Yeah. For like 260 something yards that one year. So I think we're going to see a repeat. I think Tennessee takes down New England. I think Vrabel, New England. Vrabel goes home to New England and takes I mean, out his former, his former coach. There's huge ties. I mean, you're talking about Tannehill, who's had to face New England, you know, basically his entire career being quarterback of Miami. Vrabel is, you know, a former Patriot. Uh, it's it just sets up to be a it's a pretty I'm actually really excited for that game. Yeah, uh, the, the AFC matchups this weekend are pretty good. You got Bills Texans. I mean uh, Buffalo baby. <laughs> CT is loving it. CT is loving life right now. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> Bills fans everywhere. Yeah. Um, as long as I can remember, well, I wanted to be part of the Bills Mafia. <laughs> yeah, you know how nice it is to be able to like say the name of another AFC East team. Yeah, because it's it's been New England. They're still in the mix, but these Buffaloes make it look like uh, their defense is legit. Yeah, yeah. So the the spread in that game is the Texans giving three. So the Texans are a home team, and being home gives you a three point bump. So basically, what Vegas is saying that's a coin flip game. Yeah, right. The the the, the New England game, it's New England's given five. So they're saying New England's two really in a neutral site. New England would be two points better than Tennessee, but in a neutral site game, Bills Texans, they're saying that's a coin flip. So the over-under for Tennessee and New England is 44 and a half. And the over-under for Bills-Texas is 43. I take the under. For Tennessee and New England, I would take the under. Yeah. I think I would take the under for Buffalo-Texas. I'm going over. I'm going over because I think think the Texans are going to show up. I think Texas is going to show up, and I think Josh Allen is going to air out. So I think there's going to be – So instead of being a defensive matchup, it's going to be a fucking air show? I think we're going to see a fucking air show. How many touchdowns for, for John Brown? That's what I want to know. I'll throw I'll throw the over under I'll, I'll I'll throw it at two and a half, dude. You're getting me excited now to play. I I, I wasn't wow. going to play any fantasy any fan duel this week, but maybe I will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. I I like that I like that John Brown matchup versus that Texans secondary. Mm. Yeah, no, you're, he you're just... he's a, he if he gets a step, he's gone, man. He's I actually gone. licked my lips when you said that. That was yeah, yeah that's juicy. So. All right, who do you guys got coming out this weekend? I have Titans and Texans coming out. I'm never going to pick against New England until it's finally over. So, <laughs> New England at home, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll just fine. I'll take New England, and I'm, I'm going to take Buffalo. You're going to take Buffalo? So yeah, I, 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 I really think their defense is going to clamp down on anything that uh, that the Texans have to offer, and they do just enough to to get over it. And, uh, and, and, and the reward for their efforts is going and getting their asses kicked by Baltimore. The next That's week. exactly what ex- – exactly. They get crushed, right? But, <laughs> Jimmy, uh, what do you got, bud? I, I think the uh, – I'm going to say it. I think New England's time is finally done. Woo! Put it out there in the so. world. Titans, take that game. But I'm with Mike. I like, I like Bills um, in that. In, yeah, See, Bills time, if, the, if, this, if this game up. was in Buffalo, I would like the Bills. But I just think – I don't know. But te- dude, Houston hasn't shown up the last three years in the playoffs, right? Ah, you guys, you're making me want to change. But it's had this feeling about the Texans. You know, they've been a little out of sync. I think they get on track. It's tough because Deshaun Watson's the game changer there for me. Yeah. You know, I just I, – I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like their defense is going to neutralize their two best weapons. Um, the run game is not going to be – I mean, they're susceptible to the run, but the run game isn't really very strong anyway. So that's that's kind of why I, – I don't know, man. It's it's a little tough, but 
I have a feeling. I just kind of feel like Buffalo is going to get the the one win, move on, and then just get completely annihilated by Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of what I think. All right, so we're so Mike's taking the Patriots and the Bills. Jimmy, you're taking the Titans and the Bills, and I am taking the Titans and the Texans. Let's move on to the Sunday games in the NFC. Mm-hmm. All right, dude, we got some fucking matchups here this week, man. We got uh, dude, the rematch of of the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. Yep, dude, that's uh, <laughs> that's gonna be a great game. That I mean, could be that's a game be, of the week, dude. New Orleans. That first of all, the amount of points that are gonna get scored in that game. All right, so we got the over under right now is at fifty. Oh, I think I might go over. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the Saints are favored by seven and a half. Jesus, I mean, yeah. this the Saints all but have the game locked up. You know. It's it's all but locked up. How and do I, you say that though? Case Keenum throws the you know he throws the ball and and oh you're talking you're talking about the oh, okay yeah I'm talking about that that big playoff game where you know the, Minnesota was dead so the Minnesota dead. miracle the Minnesota miracle dude Case Keenum leads the you know leads the Vikings on the thunderclap as the as the Saints are walking off the field. <laughs> That's crazy. That was a crazy game. So this is going to be an awesome rematch. This one's in New Orleans. Um, which has is there why... been a team that's had more devastating losses over the last three, four years than the fucking Saints? No, but they bring it upon. I mean, we even talked about this when it happened. They bring it upon themselves. There are some things, you know, we were both talking. I remember when when the controversy call happened last season, we were saying, you know, why are you even throwing the ball in that in that instance anyway? Why aren't you why running the ball? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't remember specifically, but I do remember that. John, you and I both said they shouldn't even – they put themselves in that position. You know, they should have been running down the clock and all that shit and it never happened. And You know, whatever. We'll see. We'll see if they learn from their mistakes. You know, Sean Payton's a good coach. Yeah. He just – every once in a while, he's a brain fart. Yeah, so I, I had the Saints winning this one, but I think uh, – yeah. I also have the Saints winning this uh, one. I, I, I feel like the yeah. Saints are going to walk. I just think that Breeze no, is – Heavy doses. Yeah, Breeze is just going to throw the ball to Michael Thomas 9,000 yeah. times, and it's – yeah. And Alvin Kamara will probably my, my factor into exactly. this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heavy doses of Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. So I think we're, we're all in agreement, Saints, Saints in this game? Yeah, I, I do agree. Yep. yep. All right, and then um, um, the next game, Seattle versus the Eagles, the team that just won't go away, man. They just keep – they keep winning. Now, this is the only team that is a home dog this week. Eagles are getting a point and a half. The over under forty five. So Seahawks are giving a one and a half to the Eagles in Philadelphia. You know the Eagles just they just keep winning. And to be honest with you, the Eagles they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be a tough out. I I don't, I don't think they're as done as everybody thinks they are. I I, I don't know what it is about the Seahawks team. But there's something about it. They're very... Russell Wilson. That's it. Well, I'm just saying they're very vulnerable. They're they're okay. I could see them. You know, they were half inch away from being the number one seed in the, or the number two seed with a bye. I could see them going on the road and having to play wild card weekend and getting bounced. I, wow. I I could see the Eagles winning this game. I don't think they will, but I don't think it's going to be as clear cut as everybody thinks. I don't think Seattle's going to come in here and just bully this team around. The Eagles defense is better than it. Has than it was at the beginning of the year. Um, Carson Wentz, for me, is the question mark with this team. And if if you would have told me I was going to say that a couple of years ago, with the way this kid was playing, 
I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. The, kid, the kid's good. But, dude, the throws he was making on Sunday, the throws he's been making all year, he's missing bad, dude. He's throwing lawn darts. It, it was just not a very – he doesn't look very comfortable back there. It looks like he's going to be without part of his offensive line again. I just – I want to pick the Eagles in this game, but I think the, I think the Seahawks are going to win, but I think it's going to be a very tight game. I mean, the Seahawks definitely have some question marks at the running game, having to bring in Marshawn Lynch. I mean, I know we had a touchdown last week, but still, you know, it's not the guy I've been playing with all year long. Um, you know, Russell Creator can can make anything happen and win any game. Um, and it's going to come down to, you know, it's going to come down to a field goal kick in the last 15 seconds of the game. You know, something, it, it's going to be that kind of matchup. And it, Yeah, it's going to be something right, like that. It's going to be something fluky. quietly. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be something fluky that turns this game somehow. So I mean, whoever whoever gets those hidden points is gonna be the team that wins this game. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout one way or the other. It, it's gonna come down to those hidden points that we, we always talk about, like the special teams. You know, which guy's gonna, which, which unknown player is gonna step up. Yeah, that's what we're gonna be looking at. You know, I hope so. I hope. I hope what you're saying is true. Um, I I don't know. I'm kind of I'm one of those people. I kind of think the Seahawks are gonna are just gonna take advantage of you know a team that's that's hurting right now. Yeah. You know, I just don't think they're gonna be able to keep up. That's my point. I don't think either defense is is really gonna be able to hold its own weight. The question is, will will the Eagles be able to keep up with with the Seahawks? And I I don't. I'm not a believer. I don't think it matters that Chris Carson is out of this game. Um, not because I think that Lynch is good. I think that Russell is amazing. I think that Russell will will run throw to himself. It, it doesn't matter. Like he's he's just he's the best player on the field, and that's that's the guy who I would put my my chips on. So um, Seahawks to win, and I, I I don't think it's close. I think it's yeah. going to be like ten points. Uh, yeah, I can see I can see your way, but I, I do something about this game. All okay. right, so in the NFC, we have the Saints. We all agree on the Saints moving on. I think we all agree on the Seahawks moving on. Jimmy, did you pick yep. that yet or no? I, I, are you I, abstaining? Yes. Are you no, abstaining because no, you don't want to mush I, your team? I, I, I think the Seahawks. I think the Come Seahawks on. Just take your team and be proud. No. No, it's not Seahawks like we're keeping score. You're, you're, this is a show here. We're, we're talking honesty, <laughs> and I'm going to be honest. All right. I just don't think they're going to win. All right, so we're I, we're all game. in agreement on the NFC NFC teams we have going the Saints and the Seahawks. Yep, um, we're split in both the AFC games. Cool. So it's gonna be interesting weekend, boys. Going to be an interesting weekend. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, I am looking forward to watching some games and not really having any uh, fantasy implications. Just watch some good football. Um, you know, it's always always good to watch playoff atmosphere football, man. For sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had some. We had we had a pretty good playoff stretch slate last year. Like we had some really good games last year. Hopefully, we get another great. Like this has been a very entertaining regular season. I hope it carries over into the postseason. I think it will. The teams we have some new blood in the postseason this year. The Bills are back in it. The Titans are making an appearance. You know, the NFC is kind of the same old thing, except for we have. Um, the, the 49ers coming out of nowhere and taking the number one seed. I need to tell you that if we were, we were going to make the full bracket today, my NFC representative is the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. 
So um, I, I drew up a full full bracket and actually had the 49ers. Wow, I thought it was going to be a hot take. Damn it. Hmm. <laughs> I have the Saints going. Okay. I'm not that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Yeah. It really doesn't. I mean, dude, Drew Brees is on a mission, I think. He really wants to he wants to win on the yeah. you know, he wants to go out with the with the chips. I did I said this on our first show of the season. This was the Drew Brees goodbye tour. They're going to do everything they can to get him there, get him one more. If they win, Drew Brees goes out like Michael Strahan and John Elway with, with the championship. If they lose, I think we see Drew Brees play again next year. I'm with you. I think he's going to keep playing until he gets it or until he can't play Because that anymore. team is so close. I, don't, mm-hmm. I can't see him leaving without getting it. So let me ask you a question. There's, there's a couple questions I have for you. Number one, they, have, they add Janoris Jenkins, right? Um, do you think that that is, I mean, cause they're, if they have a weakness, it has been, you know, their secondary has some issues. Yeah. Jenkins is a great cover corner, man. He doesn't tackle very much, but at all. Uh, yeah. Um, but he can cover, he can cover, you know, he can, he can keep the ball away from a wide receiver. So do you think, do you think that could be an X factor? Do you think that it they could, up... I mean, he's definitely an upgrade over Eli Apple. So yeah. I agree. You know, and, and Lattimore is your number one. So Jenkins isn't even going to be macking on the number one receiver. He's going to be taking away their, their secondary options. So that's a, that's a good thing for the Saints. I just don't think – I don't think there's any possible way that, that the Vikings are going to get past them. There's definitely no way that Green Bay is getting past them. I'm sorry, Green Bay, but you're – as good as you played during the regular season, like I just don't – I don't understand how they won all those games. I, I, every time I watch that team, I'm like, how is this team – I have no idea how the, how the Packers are 13-3. and three. That just <laughs> – I looked at that – I was looking at the standings at the end of like last week. Quietly. Yeah, as I said, I looked at it I'm like, wait a second, the Packers are thirteen and three. Yeah, they're the they worst. Were, they, they were are fucking the terrible. Worst thirteen and three team I've ever seen. I do. I, I. I'm. I'm still like baffled by it. Yeah, I agree, a hundred percent. So that's that's why I'm not. You know that that New Orleans versus you know I, I think San Francisco will get past the Seahawks um, if they were to meet. So if San Francisco and New Orleans had to play, I think that would probably be one of the more interesting games. I mean, they're the two most interesting games to me if if I had, you know, my choice, Kansas City and Baltimore. Everyone wants to see that. Let's just get I mean, I almost wish we could just olay that right to the beginning. <laughs> let's just do it. You know, but let's see how it shakes out. You never know. Yeah. Um but that would be I mean, that would be the dream. Kansas City and Baltimore versus New Orleans and and uh San Francisco and let's let's see the two teams that get to the Super Bowl. I think that would be interesting. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be – it's definitely – I have a feeling we're going to have some young blood in the, uh, in the, in the Super Bowl for the AFC. Either it's, it's either going to be Showtime or it's going to be Lamar. You know? Crazy, 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 crazy. So. Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson, dude. I just uh, – man. I don't understand how I had him on two fantasy teams and didn't make the playoffs in either one. Like, Probably because he didn't start him. I feel, no, I started him in both leagues. I just feel like the worst, uh, the worst owner ever. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why. You are pretty terrible. I'm horrible. I'm so down on myself this year. Yeah, it was a, a very Sad. odd season, dude. I I played your brother in the dynasty league, right? So you're talking about your brother in the dynasty league. His team, I scored 184 points and I lost. 
to your yeah, and you team. lost by like thirty five too. It wasn't even like he yeah, scored he scored over. He scored two hundred fifteen points. And folks, if you're listening, I know there are a lot of leagues that have like high scoring. You know, I mean, like one hundred eighty points is a lot of goddamn points. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> moving so, on. So uh, you spoke about Lamar Jackson. Let's talk about some uh, some awards. Uh, this season, this podcast is, you know, some of the guys we think are, uh, you know, the leaders in their position. I think guys to talk about. I mean, like, who, who do you guys think the league MVP is this year? Well, before we, you know what, I want to hold off on the MVP thing. Okay. All right. The last. I Because I think it's a very clear cut. If you go positionally, the best player at, at each position is pretty clear for quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Maybe not so much a tight end. There might be a, a way to argue that one. But, I mean, best quarterback was easily Lamar Jackson this year. Am I wrong? Do you uh, think it was Pat Mahomes? I don't think it's easily Lamar. I think you can make an argument for Pat Mahomes. You can make an, a, a, a really convincing argument for Lamar Jackson. But I, don't, I wouldn't say easily Lamar Jackson. I, I don't know, man. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, what he was able to do with the ball – able to rush for you know he set the, the the league record for rushing yards by a quarterback this season uh, I was just super impressed and he did it with his arm as well yeah I, I I'm gonna go Lamar um as the best quarterback this year okay um at running back I think again this this has to you have to agree with me easily Christian McCaffrey there's nobody that can come close right uh, absolutely yeah I mean, the, you can't pick one one game where he outshined because he did it every single game. He yeah. was basically a 30-point player. Every week. Every week. Yeah. When his bad week is still 20 points. Yeah. Right. Um, wide receiver, Michael Thomas. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans had big, big chunk weeks. But, I mean, Michael Thomas was consistently amazing week in, week out. You know, he never slowed down. Yeah, I mean – you know when you when you break that record, receptions in a season, yeah, with a game to go, yeah, it's he's aver- he averaging almost he averages ten receptions a game. Yes, like almost yes. like it's crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> it's super cool. So I like I said those those positions to me seemed pretty pretty easy to figure out. Tight end I think is uh, a little bit more difficult. You know, well, insert... I think I think it's Kittle because uh, he was, you know, the games that he missed, you know, it hurts his total points overall. But he had the bigger weeks, he had more of them, and he was more consistent. You know, right? Kelsey did not have a Greek god type of season. Kelsey, Kelsey drops the ball too goddamn much. Yeah, it's it's annoying. I I really liked um, the effort of Darren Waller this year, but it really tailed off towards the end. The, yeah, the inconsistency with Waller right. was really really tough to deal with at times. And um, I thought that Austin Hooper would be at least uh, somebody to talk about, but then he, you know, again, the injury came and, and he kind of the same with Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram was having a great year and then does what Evan Ingram does. Gets hurt. Right. So a little tougher with the, uh, with the tight end position, but the tight end position that we're talking about, that, that's something that has turned around though, because going into this year, we were talking about there, there's four guys and then nothing, but right. now you're look, look at it. Now you have, 10 
10 to 12 guys that are viable starters now at that tight end at that spot. Right. So and there wasn't, there wasn't a huge separation, you know, I mean, and we're even, we didn't even mention Mark Andrews, who's been uh, relatively consistent all year. Zach Ertz. Um, Zach Ertz, who's always, Ertz. always a factor. And then you, you know. got the, the young guys, Hawkinson, uh, Fant came on at the end when Drew Locke came in. Right. Fant started hey, getting utilized. Yep. I'm excited That'll about a good that. Connection for next year. About that yep. connection. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's, uh, been a turnaround in the tight end position towards the end of the season. I forget the guys that we were talking about the other day, but we came up with 12 names. Like there's legitimately a legit starter at tight end on 12 teams now that you can use in fantasy and they're viable options. I mean, even right now, uh, Seattle's Hollister. I mean, yeah, you know, he looks great. Um, if, you know, if that kid, uh, what's his name? Uh, Disley. I mean, I, I don't know if he can come back from two major knee surgeries. Yeah, it's going to be but, tough. But uh, he was he was really very intriguing when he came back from that injury and looked so good. But we'll see. Yeah, we're not even talking about we haven't even talked about guys like Njoku, which we don't oh, know what we're going to get from him. Don't know what we're going to get from him. Uh, Los Angeles, Higby and Everett. Higby has come on super hot at the end of the year. Dude, Higby has graded out as wide receiver two over the last four weeks. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Hunter Henry had a, a really good comeback from his injury and then really tailed off at the end. But so, he, so, so we just, I mean, think about how many names we just named. Yeah. So there you go. But, all right. So what, what other awards did you guys want to get to? Um, we were talking about rookie of the year. Um, you know, I, I think John nailed it. Go ahead. You, I'm going to give you the honors. I don't know which one I talked about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. John, John I'm so of... hungover. It's not even funny, man. Like Listen, I'm just like, you crack. can scream, you can scream Homer pick at John. Okay. And it's, it, you know, maybe, but what Daniel Jones showed this year. And to me, it's, it has more to do with in the face of what people thought of this draft pick, maybe yeah. even including us. Um, when Gettleman made this pick, it was not a popular pick. People panned it. People said, this is ridiculous, especially when you do it ahead of a guy like Haskins, who everyone thought was the teletype pick for the Giants in that spot, um, to, to take Daniel Jones from Duke at number six and actually have it pan out. I mean, granted, it's not with growing pains. He's got a very, very bad problem fumbling the ball. Yeah. He, he cannot hold on to the football. The, the interceptions aren't that bad. I can live with them because the ones right. that he, he's making some rookie mistakes. You expect that. But dude, twelve games, twenty-four touchdowns. He had three games over three fifty and four touchdowns. You know, with no interceptions. That's crazy. It's he's he throws the ball really, really well. And this yeah. is this is coming from somebody who, you know, I I really watch. I've watched every throw that this kid has made. You know, because I'm a Giants fan. I I, I really pay attention to it, and I'm so impressed with how he throws the ball. I think there are things that he needs to work on. Number one read the defenses to move your coverage, you know, just at the line of scrimmage. I think that would help him not get hit so much. Um, everybody yells, oh, the line's not good enough, the line's not good enough. But one thing, one of the things that Eli Manning was an expert at was moving his, you know, reading the defense and then moving his line, right, so that yeah. he doesn't. But that, yeah, but that take, that's something that he'll learn with time. Like, that's exactly. Not you know, they, not... these, are, these are the things that are coachable, which is one of the reasons why there is hope. Uh, for New York Giants fans, I think that that they might have their franchise quarterback. I yeah. think they do. So I mean, I I was torn between 
uh, Danny Jones and um, AJ Brown. AJ Brown, but AJ Brown is mostly a four week thing. Like he's had a yes. monster. He had a monster fourth quarter of the season. He went over a thousand yards. Yeah, he, he was. That but as he a was, rookie is very impressive. But he was basically non-existent for the first half of the season. And that's because so. Marcus Mariota was throwing the ball. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Josh Jacobs, you know, uh, another one that we should mention. But another one that ghosted in the second half of the season. Right. And that's because he had a shoulder injury. Yeah, absolutely. But like, he still had a great year. But, I mean, you know, it's. Yeah. But Josh Jacobs, that was the guy that was the, you know, the three game heroes due to injury. I mean, that's, that's what kills you as yeah. a fantasy owner. So. Yeah. I mean, so there were there were some good rookies out there. Marquise Brown, honorable mention, just for uh, some of the things that he was able to do. It wasn't a consistent, really every good, week really thing. good booms, really bad floor. Right. McCole um, yeah. Hardman also kind of had the same. Another another guy, huge booms, yeah. low floor. Exactly. So uh, it's the one thing I think we can take away from last year's. Uh, rookie class is that there are going to be some really good players uh, coming through the NFL and in the coming years. That yeah, I mean, sure. and to be honest, looking at some of these kids coming out in co- from college this year, like J.K. Dobbins, the running back at Ohio State, he declared he is an absolute beast. And I don't know if there's a better big game runner in college football right now than J.K. Dobbins. You know, uh, DeAndre Swift from Georgia, he's another one that he's probably going to come out and he's going to, he is. He's a playmaker. You got some really good young receivers coming out. You got some good young quarterbacks. You know, like Justin Herbert had a great game today in the Rose Bowl out there. You've been, you've been praising him for a while. You think that he's going to be an NFL quarterback? I was so depressed when he went back to Oregon last year because I—that's the guy I wanted for the Giants. I have a feeling that's the guy Gettleman wanted for the Giants initially as well. Yeah. But when he declared, then he moved on. Yeah. But um, well, Gettleman was scouting. He was out in Oregon scouting Herbert himself. Right. And you know the last three play or the last two players that Gettleman scouted himself have been Giants draft picks. So it's a telling sign of where he's at in the in the off season prep is where the Giants are going to go in their, with their draft. But um, you know you got some like Joe Burrow throwing up video game numbers. Um, Tua, we don't know if Tua's coming out, if he's staying. He's been, it seems like he's going back and forth. Um, so Jake Frome from Georgia, is he going to declare? I think he's only a junior, so I think he does have another year of eligibility. So we'll see. There's going to be some good young names coming into the league this year. I want to ask how you feel. So not to go into the rookie class coming up next year, but to, to again, stick with covering the rookies from the NFL this year. Um, what did you think of the, the other running backs um, that weren't Josh Jacobs? So like Montgomery and Singletary. I, I, I think um, Chicago's a train wreck and Montgomery's feeling the effects of it. I really liked Devin Singletary. I liked his usage. I like how they kind of had him on a pitch count. Mm-hmm. You could see that there's something there with him. And once – I mean, he is essentially the guy now. Frank Gore has done nothing for the last six, seven weeks. Yeah, and, and they've they've ramped up his usage. Miles Sanders, I think, has a chance to be the best of all of them. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, injury is going to be a factor with him? Uh, could be. But, I mean, in the NFL, injuries is a factor with all running backs. Yeah, injuries are – they yeah. happen. Saquon Barkley is a physical specimen. He's, he's fucking the Wolverine. And, you know, he even got hurt. You know, it's mm-hmm. something that you have to deal with. You have to – 
you just have to expect your running back to get hurt at some point. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there's a lot of really good young players in the NFL right now. Jimmy, what do you think? No, I'm, I'm, I completely agree, man. I'm, I'm, especially with that Miles Sanders comment, I was thinking the, uh, the fact that he sat behind Barkley for a couple of years didn't necessarily have that usage either. So, yeah, you know that could be in his favor for at least a, the first couple of years. But there was, um, uh... I'm excited for him. I'm excited the way he. Yeah, he looks good, man. Eagles learn to lean on a on a running back a little bit more. They they often get off a guy, and you, know, you see that we saw like was it three weeks ago now with Boston Scott. It's like Miles Sanders wasn't on the field. So you're know, looking at it from a fan, fantasy point of view. I think he could be, but are you know how's Doug Peterson going to use him going forward? I like Singletary. I had him in a couple leagues, um, but I you know for the first half of the year you had to have Singletary. Once Gore yeah. fell off. You know, I think he's going to be a good running back going forward. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I do stand by the Miles Sanders comment. I do think he was the best of all of them. I mean, he didn't have the best season, but I, I what I saw from him, I saw more from him. You know, I, I heard a funny story. Not funny. I mean, I get, he when he went to Penn State, he expected to be splitting carries with Saquon Barkley. And when he got there, uh, Franklin was like, no, you're going to be sitting behind Saquon. <laughs> you know, so it was just kind of funny. He's like, yeah, I went to, I, I thought we'd be splitting carries. Like, cause he was the top recruited running back in the country at the time. Mm. And he went there thinking that, okay, well I'll have a 50, 50 timeshare. You know, he'll be gone next year. Then I'll have the full load. He's like, he basically was a third down back when Barkley needed a, a break. <laughs> but it was just, it was just kind of funny the way they were talking about it. Um, yeah, man, I, they're good young wide receivers, good young running backs. Uh, the quarterbacks, I think a couple of them acquitted themselves well. Gardner Minshew thinks that he had the best rookie season out of anybody. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I like his swag. I do. Yeah, I do like. I do like the legend of Gardner Minshew. But I mean, and I need to tell you, he he actually did. I think he made a very good statement uh, in the last game to basically say, "Give me a shot next year." So I, I I'm kind of hoping that they do. Man, what do you do with Nick Foles now? <sighs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw. There's two things I want to talk about before we get back into the end of the show. I'm gonna throw a scenario out there for you. Two scenarios. One, Nick Foles gets cut. Mm-hmm. It signs back in Philly. Mm-hmm. And Philly trades Carson Wentz. That would be insane. And here's my second scenario. To who? To Tampa? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wentz, Wentz goes to Arians. Or do they trade him to Jacksonville? <laughs> Can you imagine uh, that? Flop, flip Wentz and, and Foles? I, Basically. I doing that. All right. Now, here's okay. another thing I want to talk about real quick. And you don't have to get in depth on it. You got a guy out in the desert that was a 2,000-yard guy almost. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be there next year. Does he go? I'm talking about David Johnson. Does he go to Tampa and reunite with Arians? Yes. Or does he chase a championship and go and sign with Kansas City? I've already teletyped David Johnson to the Buccaneers. I think in my mind. <laughs> this, but how good would David? Yeah. How good would David Johnson be in that Kansas City offense? He would be very good. I mean, it'd be great. Exactly what they need. 
Is how much did he sign any kind of extension with them? How many yeah. years? Yeah, he's so got like he's three years on there. He have to be traded. No, he's gonna get cut. They're gonna just cut him. Yeah, I mean he lost yeah, his how job. Do, but how do you cut a how do you cut a piece like that and not get something? Maybe they try to trade him, but like they destroyed his trade value by not using him at all. Agreed. In the last 100%. eight weeks of the season, one hundred percent, I agree with you. Like, why would anybody do that? Like, all right, well, yeah, you're gonna keep a guy that you've already pissed off. He doesn't want to play for you. You don't want him to play for you. And he's a huge cap hit on you. No, we'll wait till he gets cut, and then we'll give him the contract that we want to give him. You know, like they destroyed their trade value for him. That's going to be one of the uh, interesting off-season stories to watch. Yeah, for sure. They like doing that there, don't they? In Arizona, I, I, I do. Value. I, so I don't think the Eagles trade Wentz. That was just kind of a joke. I do think Fold ends up back in Philadelphia. That I don't think so. I really you spend don't. thirty million dollars for three years for a backup quarterback. They're not going to sign him for $30 million. If he gets cut, they don't, they don't have to sign, take that contract on. I don't think so. I think that he's done with Philly. He will not want to go back there. And I think he'll – like, honestly, I could see Teddy Bridgewater moving on in free agency and then signing to back up Drew Brees and then hopefully take over that team when Brees decides to retire. I think, I think Nick Foles' days as the starter mm-hmm. are over. I know. I think I'm just saying what he thinks. <laughs> that's not what I think. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what he thinks. We, 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 so we, he went to. Or he was, or he was the starter him. for the Eagles, right? Then he went Dude. to. Was it um, the Rams? Maybe the, maybe the Chargers. Maybe he gets cut. The Chargers decide. You know what? Come on, Nick. <laughs> Come on down. You know, maybe uh, they they uh, they give up on Rivers and go with Nick Foles well, and see Rivers if that makes contracts a up. I don't think Rivers is in. LA next I, year. Yeah, I don't think he, I, I think, think they have Tyrod well. Taylor on that roster right now, and I think they draft a young quarterback, and I think they're perfectly good at having Tyrod Taylor start for a year and groom their new quarterback. Right. And when they fall out of it, they'll just start the new quarterback. Yep. <laughs> because apparently there's no easier quarterback in the league to bench than Tyrod Taylor for some reason. I, I just don't get it. Like this guy, guy. he's pretty, he's a, he's a good quarterback, and he just, he is. He can't get a chance. I, I don't understand it. I, I, whatever. I mean, whatever. They were willing to go to Nathan Peterman over him. <laughs> so, did we ever give our MVP of uh, of the season, or do we? MVP is Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. why are we gonna why are we gonna pretend like we're gonna have a conversation about this? Well, it's because CM, because Christian McCaffrey <laughs> could could, but they're never gonna give the MVP to a running back. The problem is it's draft value. You know, well, where did give you draft a... Lamar Jackson? Where did you draft CMC? Yeah. CMC just he reached his. Oh, we're talking his fantasy draft MVP, value. or we're talking league MVP? Like fantasy MVP, not league MVP. It's, still Lamar, it's still Lamar Jackson. I agree too. It's still it's, Lamar it's, it's it's draft. It's the draft value. Like you got Lamar Jackson for free. For free. So, so in four leagues I was in, three of the finals. One team had Lamar, one team had McCaffrey. Lamar team won. There you go. I had Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey on a team, and I did not win. You're awful. Wow, that's bad. It was a rough week. It was just, honestly, dude, it was literally a rough week. I paid attention to the lead the whole way through. I, it was the one bad week. It was, that was the week that I just didn't, I couldn't beat the other team. I lost by three. Ugh. I also had Mike Evans on that team, um, and I didn't have him for the playoffs. So, yeah, the Mike that, Evans injury hurt me in a couple of legs. That hurt. Um, Waller, you know, becoming a shit sandwich at the end of the season didn't help. Kenyon Drake, baby, Kenyon Drake kept me alive. 
yeah, that was a good a good move for you, my friend. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's another guy that you're going to see a bunch of these Kenyon Drake first round truther people. Have fun with Kenyon Drake in the first round next year, people. Yeah. Come on, guys. I mean, I I'm perfectly fine taking Kenyon Drake as my my RB two or, or flex. He is not going to be my lead dog. Yeah, he's no. still a third. He's a third round pick at best. In that's my what eyes. I think. Yeah. Yep. So. Be the starting running back in your team if you go wide receiver, wide receiver, running back. Yeah. Paying on the strategy. I'm not ready to start talking strategies. I'm. I don't know how you guys no, feel, no, but I'm like, not. I'm fantasied out. Nah, man, I'm never fantasied out. I'm already. <laughs> I, I'm already pissed off because I can't do mock drafts accurately because I don't have everything updated yet. So <laughs> I'll be drafting as soon as they, as soon as the NFL draft hits, I'll start doing like. At least two mock drafts a day. Did you guys watch uh, the rest of the Mandalorian yet? Oh my god! Yes. The, the, the first fucking that scene yeah. with the, the the bike troopers. Do you know who one of those guys was? I know who both of those guys were. Jason Sudeikis and the other guy was Adam. What? Adam Polly. Adam Polly. Adam Polly. Polly. So I don't I don't know who that is, but the but Jason is like, yeah. oh man. He punches Baby Yoda. Dude, when they start sh- when they start oh, shooting geez. at the can and neither of them hit it, <laughs> I lost my shit. Oh, that's so funny. I was laughing uh, out loud. I I mean, I'll, I might chuckle at something if it's funny. Well, you got to see him. I didn't. I like, drove around him. I scooped him up. I threw him in the bag. I, you saw that. <laughs> it was... <laughs> I actually cannot wait. I'll be honest with you. I, I really can't wait to watch the entire series from start to finish again because it was great. Yeah, I, I it for the first time in a long time the series the season ended, and I was upset because I wanted I just wanted more of that. I wanted it's, more. It's coming more. real quick, dude. Is, is there like is John Farvero like is he like the savior of failing franchises? Like he comic book movies stunk. They were terrible. He made Iron Man, and now all of a sudden it's just like. They're the they're the in thing. Remember, he, dude, he had a lot of he had producer credits on almost all the Marvel movies that mattered. Yeah. He um, he had he a lot wanted, of writing. He wanted to make a Christmas movie. He makes Elf. Yes, Star Wars. It, people have been paying the Star Wars franchise because of the the, the, the prequels and now the, the sequels that come out. And then he makes the Mandalorian, and all of a sudden, like people are like nostalgic. They're back to like that those original trilogy feeling. Like there's Star Wars is good again. Like this this guy like. Jesus Christ, man! Like he is, he, is he well, the greatest thing that's ever we happened? Just talked about what's up? It's the scene we just talked about, man. That that yeah, stormtroopers. It, it, he makes these characters real. Yeah. Yes, right? he not has a way. They're not, they're, yeah. He has a way of doing like of so. Tarantino, yep. Tarantino likes to have like these really long, drawn out dialogue scenes, right? And I feel like. Favreau does a very similar thing where he has dialogue between the, the people, but it's not drawn out and long and ridiculous. He just he finds a way of making two people talking funny and relevant and bring like just the right mood to where you need to be like this is going to be fun. Like you, you got set up to be like this. This is hilarious. And I'm so you were, you were bought in. That was the hook of that entire episode. Yeah, and it's such a throwaway scene. Like you didn't even need to have that in there, but it's like it did it's not need are, to have it. It's all people are talking about right now. Yes, like the, Jason Sudeik is punching Baby Yoda in the face, <laughs> and there was that this this think black. Of, think about how absurd that fucking sentence is. Jason Sudeik is punching Baby Yoda in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, 
All right, boys, let's, let's wrap this up. I, I think we, uh, we're, we're draining, on, draining on here a little bit. So We are. So, But, I, you know, again, a whole other thing of the offseason. Right, we're going to have a whole Star Wars show. We've got, got to talk about John Farver, I think, a little bit more in depth. So, yes. Uh, you know, in the season, you guys hit us up, and we'll, we'll be there. All right. Anything else, boys? Yeah, man, it's been a great season. We'll still hit you with some hot, hot heads uh, shows as well as the offseason. In the coming months, um, we will be doing shows through the end of the season. So make sure you keep, uh, you know, yeah, find us g- on wherever you're listening to your pods at. Uh, we're definitely going to be recapping the playoffs for you guys. And, and uh, you know, we'll have some some shows about, you know, that are fantasy related as well. So. All right. Well, awesome. It's be a lot, to, lot to look forward to on uh, WTTSpod.com. You know, this has been uh, a fun season, boys. You know, sort of. I mean, I lost. Yeah, so you... as fun as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, boys, until uh, until next time, man. Yep. Peace out. Yep. Later. Free Todd Gurley. Yeah, that was awesome.